This is the Final Whistle podcast from the Wrexham AFC media team. I'll take that. I'm happy with that. <laughs> Phew, we're through. It felt tense, but that's okay. How are you feeling about it? Did it feel uh, comfortable? Because really, when you look at it, they needed a five-goal swing in their favour, Switzerland, if they were going to do us. And they got nowhere near it. Well, the closest they got was was three. But did it feel that comfortable? Uh, right, Llama Dog Games, straight in with something I agree with wholeheartedly. Never a red. 100% agree. Absolutely. I mean, okay, Peter Walton's comment saying that that's now the instruction, that that's, that's how it's supposed to be done. Well, that wasn't applied yesterday, was it? When Gerard Moreno won a penalty and I was trodden on with, the, uh, you know, on his ankle with force. Uh, I mean, his ankle, we could see his leg and his ankle bend. I mean, that was dangerous, that was. So that wasn't a yellow even. Why does Ampadu get a red? I, I must be honest, my reaction when I first saw Ampadu's challenge was good lad. Because we'd lost the ball in transition. We were in a dangerous position. We were really open. Italy had players pouring forwards. And Ampadu, I thought, took a yellow card for the team. And I was thinking, good lad, spot on. We stopped the breakaway. I, I didn't cross my mind for a second that the, that would be red anyway. Um, so I was surprised. And I, I mean, it, it's okay. Peter Walton is saying those are the instructions. You should always take him with a pinch of salt. He always agrees with what the referee said, in my opinion. He's very cautious. But, uh, you know, those are poor instructions, I think. To be honest, there's there's too much fiddling with the rules. I think at the moment to make VAR legitimate by almost saying, well, any handball's handball, any contact's a foul. So it's reducing it to a sort of matter of fact rather than a matter of judgments by officials. And I think that's wrong. You have to be able to judge whether something is serious or not. Um, I didn't think it was that a red card at all. I really didn't. Che Long, hey Che. Uh, playing against a side who could win the tournament and finish in the group second, not third, is brilliant. Roll on the knockout stages. 100%. 100% agree. Absolutely. Um, I think that's a superb achievement to come second in that group. Switzerland and Turkey are genuine dark horses. And we've, I think, done much better uh, than than they have. We, we are the second best team in that group. And there's a few reasons why I think that. Well, I mean, Turkey certainly weren't. And I know Switzerland looked better against us, but I mean, and I accept to Italy rested a lot of their players, but they've got a lot of momentum and a lot of quality in there. Um, and with both Switzerland and Turkey, I thought what happened basically was Italy piled it on, put them under intense pressure, and then once they got the first goal, they caved in. And Italy just kept scoring till they got to three and the game was over. And then they took the foot off the gas because why bother wasting energy? We're the only team that put up resistance, I thought. They didn't make as many chances as it felt. You know, when you look back at it, Ward's made a couple of good saves. A couple of saves that you'd probably expect him to, but they were sharp. They hit the post and they scored a goal. And there were quite a few flashing across the face that no one got on the end of. So, um... I, I thought Wales did very solidly. And I accept that the Italians rested some players, but like I said, the calibre of players like Chiesa, Belotti coming in, Pessina, uh, you know, I mean, no, I, I thought that was terrific. 
Um, I'm delighted we've come second rather than wait for the whole third place thing. It's nice to just get it get it done and be able to enjoy the week rather than be watching all the other results. Even though four points surely would be enough, I, I still couldn't help looking at all the other groups and thinking, oh, I'd like this team to win or that team to win. Now we can relax. Tom Scott, 2.0 Communist Edition. Not a fan of the Italians anyway. Too many flamboyant hand movements. Uh, and, well, they just... they. They doubled down on that, of course, by bringing back Verratti. I mean, again, Verratti, great midfielder. Um, so the quality was upped in that respect. And Verratti, well, they didn't actually show any close-ups of him. But Verratti is the, the king of the annoying hands-in-prayer wave-at-the-ref thing. And the, oh, he's, he's, he drives me nuts, Verratti, I've got to say, when I watch him play. He's always the first one in the ref's face, no matter what decision, no matter how correct the referee is. Um, so yeah, they didn't show much of him actually. Um, uh, shocking, isn't it? Uh, but quite right, Tom. Um, very. Uh, I, w I wonder what car they drive. <laughs> Lama Dog Day games. What facilities are they working on at the race course? Well, there's the stuff that they've said. Uh, 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 the quick answers, I don't know. <laughs> I'll be honest with you. Um, there's the stuff they're talking about, obviously, at the website that the pitches are being relayed, isn't it? They're, they're, pu they're putting in the advertising hoardings properly because I don't think it showed up really from the stream but when you were walking along them you know at the race course they've not been fully installed and they're a bit jagged and a bit at an angle as well they've just had to put them up temporarily but now they've dug in the picture they can put those in as well this astroturfing of the um the dugouts this is yeah so fair enough so cut down on the wear and tear and this thing about expanding, and I'm not quite sure about this, expanding the, the grass area seems to be behind the goals. I've got to be honest, I'm not comfortable with this. Maybe when I see it, it'll be okay. But the idea that it'll help us to have other sports at the ground. Do I want other sports at the ground? Not massively. Um, the, the Crusaders experiments didn't go well for us. And I'd rather the cop and the Rex Rent stand are right on top of the pitch. So we've got a nice and intimidating atmosphere and the fans get a great view. So I don't know about that. Well, let's see, let's see what that is. Uh, I don't know what other stuff is being done. I mean, concourse work, obviously. I mean, the, the concourse of the Rex Rent stand is, you know, it looks like a sort of <laughs> a gulag from Soviet Russia, doesn't it? So, I mean, you know, anything you can do with that is gonna grade it. So, I don't know, let's say, I don't know there's the honest answer beyond that. And the club shop, obviously, is getting a big refitting. Um, Rob Davis, you haven't enjoyed such a defeat. Yeah, I know, it was mad, wasn't it? Yeah, it's hard to it's hard to relax, you're just sitting there. The logical part of my brain kept saying, there's still a lot that has to go wrong for this to not be us going through today. But it's hard to, when you're watching a match, it's hard to relax into it. Afterwards, you can think, yeah, we were never in danger. This person never got near doing what they needed to do. But, oh, it was... Quite scary. And Rob also, Danny Ward, a hero so far, absolutely. The one that hit the post, I think he had covered, to be honest. Um, he's made some cracking saves. He's been con in control in the air. And, yeah, he's been terrific. And, you know, a lot of people are praising the Welsh defensive unit, quite rightly. But a key part of that as well is the goalkeeper. In, not just in terms of saving stuff, coming for stuff, but setting that line. You know, when we're defending like that, we don't want to be on the keeper's toes. We need to get out a bit. And he controls that line well, I think. We, we don't defend so deep, even in games like that, where we're essentially inviting them into the penalty area. So, yeah, absolutely. 
cheat again. Can the pundits start calling us dark horses? A lot of so-called experts said we wouldn't even get a point. But I do think we missed more up front for the whole game. Yes, that's that's very true. Um, yeah, yeah, come on, the dark horses. I mean, we've got an interesting game coming up, haven't we? Either Russia, Finland or Denmark. Denmark are dark horses, so I'm a bit cautious about them. I would have made us favourites against Russia or Finland, personally. I, I feel Denmark will do it, actually. They essentially have got a home game against Russia, and if they win it, they'll go through as long as the Belgians don't drop points to Finland. And, of course, Belgium could pick a backup team. But they've already said they're going to be playing Aidan Hazard and, and De Bruyne and Witzel, was it, to, to give them minutes. So it sounds like there's going to be a fair amount of quality in, in that team. So, yeah may well be Denmark pity but you know it's, it'll yeah we've, we've got we've got a chance here I mean like I said we, we gave Italy admittedly not the full strength Italy but still a strong Italy more issues than the Danes did than the Swiss did and that's beyond doubt so yeah I think people need to be watching out for us and um, who was saying as well about someone missing more Oh, it was Uche, sorry. Yeah, we did rest some key players. Ben Davis has been outstanding in this tournament. Moore has been outstanding in this tournament. Um, and Mepham's done a good job, really good job. So um, you know, we picked Chris Gunter at centre-back, I know, in, in a three. That wasn't really, you know, that's not, that's not really... Uh, uh, it's not. It's a move that could go wrong, let's put it that way. And he did well. Um, and then we had to play half an hour, ten men. So we did ever so well uh, with the full-strength team. I think we may have given them a few more problems. Tom Scott, which car would they drive? I know it's a German car, but Mercedes Grosser would fit the Italian team well. Very impressive. <laughs> nice. Um, Rob Davis, sorry, it's time for tea. Have to go watch later. Not pizza and Perino. Oh, very good. It's, it's Barra Brief and a good cup of seaweed. I don't know. I'm not going to move well stereotypes. I prefer reality. And Dan the man says the media team going to America. Please ask that question of the club. <laughs> I don't know how the American trip will work at all. I certainly haven't had any um, implication that, that uh, we'll be going. Although we, we also have some coverage of it, obviously. Um, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not sure exactly still how it's going to pan out in practical terms. You know, how do you get to go into America at the moment when it's not really allowed? Um, so, but that must all be in hand so um, I don't think I'll be going Dan but I'd love it if I could <laughs> if only to confirm that Danny DeVito is a Wrexham fan Nick Saunders happy with Corrified but win would have been better oh absolutely wouldn't have been wonderful but I think resting those players so they don't get yellows is a key precaution um, Che and I were talking about that in Dragonheart on Friday about uh, not about us resting players but just about how in general in order to make sure the big players play in the final the yellows don't get wiped out till after the quarter final so you've got five games to avoid a second yellow win that's an issue isn't it so i'm glad that we've protected them and it's come, worked out okay and credit to the strength and depth in the squad i mean there, there were points where you felt you know we are a bit stretched who would you bring on um if you're not going to bring on players who are in danger of getting a second yellow but, yeah, we, uh, you know, we did well. The decision worked and we're through, so fantastic. 
I was hoping Sidigal would come in and just throw one into his own net, you know, do a bit of an Enkelman. But, uh, oh well, never mind. The I particularly enjoyed the time-wasting triple substitution, and I kept an eye on that. Adding in as well that Italy made a change at the same time. It took two minutes, that. Exactly two minutes. And the ref only added three minutes on, despite the fact there were substitutions all through the second half, and the red card. So, uh, well done, ref. Top incompetence there. Uh, I, I wouldn't have wanted six minutes added on. That would have got me a bit edgy, I think. I think that certain things came in our favour. The fact they rotated their squad, obviously. Um, the fact that they, I think, well, didn't pursue the game in the closing minutes as they might have done. Although some of them, because he were hungry, he said Belossi was desperate for a goal, wasn't he? He wanted to make a point. And also, that I think they lost certain important balances in their attacking play. There's a good article on The Athletic, in The Athletic, after their last win, Italy, showing how they, they have a sort of five-man attacking unit with the... With, but it's not quite how you expect. So it's it's got like three pushing on and two looking a bit deeper to go into channels, like a W shape. But it's obviously through the middle, you've got Immobile. And then you've got in the channels on one side, Birardi uh, will stay out wide, which allows, hang on a second, have I got this the right way around? Yes, I have. And that allows um, full-back play, well, Belotti, rather, to come in to the channel, the gap he creates between Immobile and himself. And then on the other side, Spinazzola, the full-back, goes around the outside because Insigne likes to come in, and so there's this rotation of movement. Well, they denied themselves that, didn't they, today? Because Emerson on the left-back and his left-footed. In front of him was Bernardeschi, his left-footed. And then on the right-hand side, they've got Toloi, who's a centre-back, a right-back, who wasn't looking to push on and wasn't looking to get into those little areas. Belotti wasn't playing either. Pessina did that a bit. And then wide on the right have Chiesa, who I thought was terrific. He's a really dangerous player, isn't he? But he's right-footed, so they actually had two wingers. And I thought that balance made it a little easier for us to defend. Having said that, until just before the goal, I was feeling pretty comfortable. I thought they're not really asking me that many questions. Obviously, that change in their balance is working very much in our favour. And then, around the time of the goal, we just started to look wobbly, and I started wondering if a back three was the correct uh, formation to use against that sort of attack. But luckily, second half, yeah, I thought we did all right. There were points where we were stuck in our penalty area a bit, but... Never points where you felt you were going to get that pattern of us just thumping it back at them and then coming back at us again. So, yeah, I felt okay about it. Uh, uh, days out with Christopher. Wales should have not had a red card and Bale or Ramsey should have scored. Yeah, I mean, yeah, about the red card we talked about already. And, and yeah, I agree. The red card was a, a, a harsh decision for my money. It's not a stamp, it's a late challenge. I, I said at the start, I, I was thinking, well done when he did it, because we were open to a counter-attack and he stopped playing with it. I thought he was just taking the yellow card for the team to give us a chance to get back. I was shocked when he brought the red out. The chances, oh yeah. I mean, the Ramsey one, I think he's got to make his mind of take it early. The, the moment he's taken a touch and not hit it, he's running out of space, isn't he, really? Donnarum is smothering him. Defenders are coming in from all angles, and even though he's in the six-yard box, and you always feel in the six-yard box, you got a chance. He hasn't. He can't see the goal, so he, I think he had to take it early. 
I like the idea of strikers attacking players scouting the goalkeeper they're going to be up against because you do see patterns and I mean Ramsey's finish against Turkey was good because the Turkish keeper was constantly coming out and doing the starfish handball goalkeeper just spreading himself and if you keep it low you've scored because he, he's jumping in the air at you um, and then Donnarumma has a tendency and we saw it in this chance when he's coming out to spread himself and go on his knees and I, I mean that, that's to me that's just a technical error on Donnarumma's part it's a technical flaw because he, once you're on knees you can't move can you um, and if you if you're dinking, there's very little he can do about it. So, with hindsight, that would be fine. But it's all right, me telling Aaron Ramsey to to do that. I haven't played that many games for Juventus or Arsenal, so I got a bit of a nerve saying that really. Um, and then as for the bail chance, well, that's just a shame, isn't it? You know, it's come perfectly for him on his left foot. Volleys are never easy, are they? Um, but it was a beautiful nod down, Roden, I think, wasn't it? And oh. It's just a shame that he got underneath it because that was a real opportunity to work on a rumour and even if he didn't score, get a rebound off it. Um, <laughs> John Connor, Italy seemed to know how to foul hard but without getting yellows. Uh, well, yeah, I've got to say, I mean, the foul on Wilson, I mean, looked, they only saw it fleetingly. It looked fairly similar to the Ampadu one, hitting him hard, treading on the back of his ankle. Why is that not a red? Why is that looked at by VAR? Um, yeah. Um, oh, my mind's gone blank. The centre-back who wasn't Bonucci. I mean, he got... How many last warnings did he get? I think as well, John, there's, there's an element that I, I always drives me mad this about referees. When referees decide, I don't want to show yellow cards. And so they'll go for about an hour. People should have been showing yellow cards, but they don't. It's like, oh, yeah, look at me. I'm letting the game flow. And, and especially in these sort of last games, like, oh, yeah, I don't want players to accumulate yellow cards. It's not your problem. It's the player's problem. If you want to go in and, and, concede, and earn a yellow card, the referee's job is just to interpret the rules and, and, and apply them, not to look after the players, manage the game, I don't think. Um, and so I felt that he was sort of like that and then what often happens when referees do that is players think oh he's, he's a bit soft he's given us a bit of leeway they start going in harder and harder tempers start fraying or the referee just suddenly thinks oh I better, I better show some cards and I think that's what happened to Amberdy he's like thinking oh it's getting a bit rougher now oh maybe I should do something so he throws a red card out I mean it was poor yeah the times are quite cute weren't they John I think and a lot of the things they did like that and there were a few sort of um body checking fouls you know he hasn't been your foot you get boxed you, you use your body on him you're maybe not going to get that yellow card but yeah it was a little consistent the ref I thought chasing for extra coverage of these euros and everything Wrexham tunes a dragon hearts on Friday I strongly agree I strongly agree we'll be looking back over this game and some more of any all the rest of the euros action this week and of course any Wrexham developments that might come along Hartlepool have gone up of course after a comedy penalty shootout and a goal by Torquay's goalkeeper. So, uh, yeah, there might be some movements around for us next week to talk about. Well, I reckon we're pretty much done, eh? I'll scarper. I'll do another one of these after our round of 16 game. Isn't that lovely to be able to say that you've got a fourth match? At least a fourth match. Okie doke. See you soon, Japs. This is the Final Whistle Podcast from the Rexham AFC media team.